Hi everyone, I'm Juliette and welcome back to Love Stories Radio. This is a podcast where we answer all your wedding questions, those that you sent us and those that you didn't. If you're listening to this podcast, I have a hunch you're here because you're planning your wedding or you're in a wedding and you want to know the answers to the questions that everyone else is thinking or maybe that you haven't even thought of yet. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to give a few pointers on other episodes to listen to if you're new here. Episode 9 is our most listened to show, so that's a good place to start. We discuss what to do if you don't love your engagement ring. Yikes. Episode 27 is another popular one where we talk about the best thing to wear under your wedding dress. If you have a question you want answered on an upcoming episode, you can email it to questions at lovestoriestv.com, DM us on Instagram at lovestoriestv, or pose it in our Slack group for brides and wedding pros, which you can join at bit.ly slash lstbslack. But it doesn't stop there. Watching real weddings on lovestoriestv.com is the best and the most fun way to plan your wedding. Search and filter tens of thousands of real wedding videos to find the ideas, products, and pros you need for your wedding. Already know your venue? Watch videos of real weddings that happen there to learn about and research other pros who have worked at that same location. Are you comparing two wedding planners? Watch videos of real weddings they planned to get a sense of their work. Need vow inspiration? We got that too. Watching real wedding videos are literally the best way to get ideas for your own speeches, vows, and toasts. If you can't find what you're looking for on lovestoriestv.com, get in touch with us. Send us an email at questions at lovestoriestv.com with your ask and we'll guide you to the best videographers, florists, cake makers, planners, hashtag creators, you name it, we got it. Welcome to the show, Dana. Hi. This is so fun. So listeners, Dana and I go way back because we used to work at Birchbox together and we used to do Facebook Live, so we're sitting on a couch right now. You can't see us, but it's like we're doing it all over again. <laughs> Literally with our heads together, just like the good old days of hair tutorials <laughs> at Birchbox. I am so excited to have you on the podcast today. For our listeners, Dana, she manages brand partnerships and marketing for the mega influencer behind Something Navy. She's a recent newlywed and she's here to impart all the wisdom about weddings. I just watched her wedding video today for like the 18th time, and <laughs> it is so beautiful, so I can't wait for you to tell us just all the tea on what it was like to plan Thank your wedding you. and how you feel now. Okay, so I have a couple questions for you before we jump into our questions from Real Brides. Um, so tell us about your job to begin with before we get into the wedding, because it's such a cool one. You work with one of the biggest influencers in the world, who is just killing it, and your job sounds so fun. So tell us all about it. (laughs) Well, thank you. Um, So as Juliet mentioned, I started my career at Birchbox working in brand partnerships and merchandising for them, and obviously an incredible beauty retailer. And then in January, um, I got really lucky, took a huge leap of faith, and joined Ariel's team at Something Navy. Um, So I manage brand partnerships on Ariel's platform, and have a big focus on building out Something Navy. Something Navy itself is its own media brand and lifestyle destination. So it's content curated by Ariel and the ladies of the Something Navy team as the first extension of Ariel's brand. So cool. And thank you also for the shout out of of love stories and recent (laughs) 
something Navy article. It was very cool to see us up there. Thank so you. <laughs> One of the most fun things actually about um, working at something Navy is it's been years since I wrote yeah. articles and like got to tell really personal stories. And yeah. it took a long time actually to feel really comfortable just like divulging secrets to the, yeah. the internet. But it's been that. really rewarding. Yeah. Um, and I love... You know, obviously, I've always been really interested in entrepreneurship, and mm -hmm. so many people that we worked with at Birchbox have gone on to start really cool companies. So it's yeah. always really fun to kind of check in with what everyone's doing and be totally. able to help tell those stories. I love that. And you like you're in a small team like Love Stories TV, so everyone is just like figuring it out and rolling up their sleeves as they go. And like part of that is getting to do cool things, like you know, <laughs> write an article that you would never think that you would do at your previous job. Totally. So, that's very cool. Okay, so you just got married in June. Are you still in a wedding high? Like, is it has it worn off yet? When does that happen? <laughs> I'm very much still on a wedding high. I don't know if it's because it's summertime too, yeah. and everything just seems more fun in the summer. But I'm on a total high. Mm -hmm. um, you know, um, the day of your wedding, everybody says, will be the happiest day of your life and it truly was yeah like every minute was the best minute of my life do you life. remember anything or did you like black out I remember people are like I don't even remember so what it's so funny because everybody kept saying to me you know the whole day goes by so fast yeah. and like you blink and it's over but I actually did not find that to be the case oh, interesting. Tell I, I really tried to kind of drink in each moment and mm -hmm. I think doing that throughout the day really helped me enjoy the day more, yeah. if that makes sense. Do you so, have any tips for doing that? Like, did you consciously have to do that? So this, this is a big one. Everybody says to kind of take time with your partner, you know, after the ceremony and make sure that you have time together alone. So for us, we had a couple of moments. One was right after the ceremony. We grabbed like 10 minutes together just to celebrate the two of us. And nice. that was one of my favorite moments of the whole day. And then... We had our after party at a different location than our reception, and we took a limo together, just the two of us, to get there. So that I was like also that. really nice to have, like, a breather between, like, the rush of the yeah. reception mm -hmm. and then to get to kind of, like, reconnect and recharge before the after yeah. party was amazing. Was that your idea to carve out that specific time? It was actually my mother-in-law's idea. Oh, smart mother-in-law. Yeah, so she was so sweet. She, like, that was one of her wedding gifts to us. She coordinated um, the limo to take us to Amazing. our after party. Mm -hmm. So that was great. And we drank a lot of champagne in the limo. So like, nice. that was fun too. <laughs> That's like mostly what I remember is us drinking tons of champagne and just kind of like staring at each other oh, and being like, Oh, best. we're married. That's so cool. <laughs> okay. So how did you meet your husband and tell us how he proposed? Oh my goodness. In your wedding video, I know you said that you had said your vows were so sweet. You're oh. like, what did you say? Like, I remember looking at you when you were 18 oh years old. Oh my God, and your mom guys. Like, <laughs> our vows, by the way, if you're on the fence about writing your own vows or not doing it, and obviously everybody has different ceremonies depending on their backgrounds, their religion, all of that. Mm -hmm. But I highly recommend if you're even considering it to write your own vows. Yeah. That was my, like, hearing Dave say vows to me that I had never heard before <gasps> in front of everyone. Like, he cried, I cried. It was a mess, but like it was, it was the so most good. meaningful, you know, part of all of it. Yeah. Um, and it just, I think about those now even, like a mm -hmm. few, you know, like a few months out, I'm still thinking about that. Totally. Um, but it's something, if you do your own vows, 
especially, but even if you don't, the vows are something that people always want to be able to like have captured. And it's the biggest regret that people have when they don't get a wedding video just yeah. for the vows. Cause it's like such a special, special thing. Like you're up there in front of all of your friends and family, like literally just telling each other how much you love each other. And it's so beautiful and you want so that beautiful. captured. So, And also, I know I'm sure we'll talk about this later, but I, another vendor that I found through Love Stories was Megan from Hitched with a Hashtag. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she came to my wedding and she took tons of photos, boomerangs, videos mm -hmm. on an iPhone and then delivered all of that back to me literally the day after our wedding oh. and she had captured Amazing. and videoed all of our vows wow. so the day after our wedding Dave and I watched them yeah together That's because incredible. and I also think like watching those the next day like I remember every minute of the ceremony and whether I remember it from living it or remember it from watching those videos like the two just don't connect yeah I will never know but I remember every minute of that ceremony and yeah. it's probably because Megan sent those videos oh that's so smart <laughs> Um, yeah, and it was so fun to watch it back the next day and, like, relive everything. Yeah. It was amazing. And Hitched with a Hashtag, they're a really cool company. They basically come to your wedding and do all of the social media, <laughs> which, like, you might think, like, well, there's going to be people taking photos and videos on their phones anyway, but it's totally different. It's like hiring a really savvy social media manager to come and just capture all of this stuff that, like, your best friend who's really good at social media kind of like thinks she can capture, but they do this like tenfold. Yeah. And it sounds like it was worth And she's super, she's super versatile too, because I mean, even beyond like my vows, I'm not necessarily going to like put on the internet or post on Instagram. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're very personal beyond like, you know, the clips that make their way into your video. Right. But Megan, like I didn't even have her post that day. I didn't want anything going on mm -hmm. social media that day. She is so versatile in the way she kind of, you know, constructs her thing. So even for somebody who doesn't want to post in real time from the wedding, um, mm -hmm. you know, just having all of that footage and having the option to post photos after, iPhone photos to look at the next day, all of that was totally worth it to me. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so tell us how you met Dave. Okay, so <laughs> I, I actually, it's a terribly long story. So <laughs> I wrote an article about it on something Navy. So okay, maybe we'll, we'll link to it in the show notes. Maybe we'll link that. But long story short, Dave and I were high school sweethearts. We met when we were 18 years old, seniors in high school, and had a very, you know, whirlwind senior year of high school. Fell in love <laughs> hard. And then, you know, come... September of that year, I was certain I was never going to see him ever again. Oh we went our separate ways Did you to, go to different, different schools, colleges? Yeah. went to different colleges. And throughout that time, you know, we we talked to each other all the time. He was very much still my boyfriend. He was always on my mind, all of those things. Mm -hmm. um, and then we were like planning and planning for once college was over, we were going to move to New York City together and like mm -hmm. finally start our life together. Wow. And then Dave <laughs> got called up by the Chicago White Sox, which was both the most insane. Oh my God, I didn't know that. Insane, crazy thing. Like his dream came true. He got to, you know, he, he was basically given 48 hours to decide if he would accept their offer Whoa. and left right away to Arizona. So, oh my God. I was so happy because his dream came true and I was so crushed yeah. because we were no longer moving to New York City together and starting yeah. our life together. Anyway, so distance got the best of us. We ended up splitting up. Um, and 
for two years, we were both single, living our own lives, me in New York City, Dave on the road playing baseball. And then he got injured and he moved back to New York. And, you know, the rest is kind of history. Oh we just God. like fell, fell back in together, started seeing each other so again. So when did you reconnect? We reconnected. Basically, all of our high school friends are still both of our best friends. Yeah, that's so nice. we knew we were going to run into each other all the time, and we did. Yeah. Um, and then we dated for two years, and then Dave proposed. Oh, my God. And yeah. how did he propose? Oh, my God. It was – I'm coming up, actually, on – this weekend will be a year since he proposed. Wow. So we've had, like, a – you know, short is relative, but we had a relatively short engagement. Mm-hmm. Which, again, like for anyone on the fence on planning wedding dates, I loved having a short engagement. Yeah, tell us why. I just feel like the wedding planning process, like to use the foam analogy, it'll just take up as much space as you give it. Yeah. Like if you wanted to your engagement for whatever reason, that's great. You'll spend two years planning your wedding and like you mm-hmm. need to be excited about that and excited about doing it. Mm-hmm. Um I just, I knew that wedding planning was a big commitment. Yeah. And I didn't want it to totally take over my yeah. life. I also feel like a shorter timeline leaves like very little room for indecisiveness. Yeah. Like you have to make decisions. Yeah. Because you're on a timeline. <laughs> Whether that's good or bad, you're definitely on a tight timeline. Yeah. And like you, like as Juliet said, like you basically just have to make decisions right away because there's no time. Even like, mm-hmm. Deciding on a dress, you have to order it so many months before it'll arrive. I went dress shopping for one day and found a dress and fell in love with it. And that was it. Amazing. So, like, you just, I don't know, maybe I'm decisive to begin with. But I just knew I couldn't do it forever. It's a good quality. Couldn't do it forever. (laughs) So when he proposed, you were like, duh, obviously. I was like, yeah. 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 For sure. (laughs) So the funniest thing about Dave's proposal, and Dave proposed, we were out on – a boat in the New York Harbor. It was beautiful. There were so many warning signs along the way that I should have realized that was what <laughs> and happening. You didn't realize and it. I did not realize. I love that. So, like, is that your ring? Yeah. Oh my god, it's so pretty. Thank <gasps> you. Did you? Did, was this like the ring of your dreams? Or Total you ring that? of my dreams and oh, totally designed so by Dave. It's an emerald cut, right? It's an emerald cut and it has side stones. Gorgeous. Um, and it was designed by Jill All, who's one of my favorite jewelers. And she ended up making my wedding band as your well. Your wedding band is also really beautiful Thank and you. unique. Thank you. I love that. My wedding band is a copy of a ring that Dave's late grandmother wore. Oh, my God. So I really – I always admired it, and I love that so there was kind of a piece of her that was there with us that yeah. day, and it's super special to How get to wear it. How would you describe that? It's like – It's a pear-cut eternity band, but the pears kind of alternate which way, so it looks a little, like, jagged. Mm-hmm. Um, so like cool. zigzags. I love that. Yeah. Oh. Thank you. What a cutie. <laughs> Um, okay, so how did you decide on the venue? Did you know that you wanted to get married there? Like, and what were some of the first things that you booked immediately hmm. or did? <laughs> so, okay, on the venue question, we actually chose our rehearsal dinner location first, which I think is a little bit oh, unusual. Oh, that is interesting. But we, because we had met um, in high school, we knew we wanted, and we went to a beautiful private school in Princeton, New Jersey. The school itself is just gorgeous. We knew we wanted 
that to be a part of our wedding, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of days. So we knew we wanted to do our rehearsal dinner there. And then from there, we kind of looked for venues around the area that could, you know, accommodate our guests. And when mm-hmm. we found Natarar, where we ended up getting married, I was just so blown away by the view yeah. out where, you know, you have the ceremony. And I was like, this is it. This is it. I really did not want a lot of the venues in New Jersey where I'm from, you know, totally just my take on it. They they feel like they're pretending to be European castles or like mm. they feel like they're pretending to be yeah. these like super fancy old mansions or like whatever it is. Uh-huh. And something about that just didn't like rub me the right way. Mm-hmm. I wanted something a little bit more down to earth, a little bit more, um, a little bit more like earthy if you will yeah. while still feeling really like New York chic in a weird way yeah and I, I loved it. I love New Jersey and I think the state's beautiful and I wanted something that captured that yeah yeah oh. my grandmother vetoed any um any destination weddings she said no destination weddings so my <laughs> options were Florida or New Jersey and yeah. we chose New Jersey okay <laughs> yeah I mean it looks beautiful like all of the shot, like overhead shots from the video, it was so lush and green. Yeah, I loved it. The view so for pretty. me was like important. Yeah, definitely. I've always, I had always, this sounds weird. I was not the girl who grew up thinking like my wedding will be this, my wedding will be that. But I always envisioned a view when I was getting married. Like yeah. I always just kind of oh, thought I'd I get married that. somewhere with a view. That's so that fit, fit the bell. And then like in terms of first, like first things I did right after we got engaged. This is so funny, but the minute we had our wedding date, I actually emailed Steph from yeah. Pre-Dame, who Steph Syatt, who's an amazing makeup artist. <laughs> we have worked with her at Love Stories, but like we know her back from the Birchbox days. She used to She's do incredible. all of our makeup on our photo shoots yes. at Birchbox. Yeah. And she has her own incredible bridal makeup company. Yes. Check where they'll out. do your entire bridal party, style the bride, all of those things. So sh- it's so funny, like, being a beauty girl and mm-hmm. working in beauty for so long. Beauty was the first thing I cared about. I mean, that's how I'm going to be, 100%. I was like, I need to make sure that my people are, like, <laughs> yeah. there with me that day. Yeah. So I emailed Steph, and I was like, hey, yeah. Steph, got engaged. Save this date. Like, yeah. you're mine. <laughs> I love it. So what do you – did you know what you wanted for your bridal makeup? I did. Tell us. I knew exactly what I wanted because it's – and it's so funny. It's like the same thing I always told Steph when she would do my makeup at yeah. Birchbox. Um, and I gave her – for any of my bridesmaids who were like, I don't know what I want, I was I would say like just do this. So this Smart. is the way I'll yeah. describe it. It's very specific. But I wanted very – so many brides say this. It's so cliche. But I wanted to look like myself but better. Yeah. But that's uh, Don't it. we all? That's it. Like people – think they want a smoky eye but like they actually don't no and if you don't wear a smoky eye all the time don't do a smoky eye for your wedding day please don't you just like won't look like yourself you won't feel good just don't do it we got a good tip from um a makeup artist we talked to who said you should bring photos of yourself where you really like your makeup instead of like celebrities duh because like why didn't we think of that (laughs) yeah so i think that's a good tip but so your smart. makeup looked great. And Thank did Steph, do, Steph's team do your hair too? Or did Steph you did my makeup. For my hair, I worked with an another amazing group called Styles on B that Steph recommended. Cool. And I knew they actually had styled another one of my friend's weddings, did an incredible job. So I trusted. Yeah. 
Also, you guys, Dana has the best hair. Her Instagram is <laughs> at Dana Ariel, like Ariel the Little Mermaid, because she has beautiful, red, gorgeous hair that, Thank like, you, was always, everyone in the office was always like, how do you get your hair like that? And she just woke up like it. It's mostly Orbe. <laughs> yes, Orbe. Orbe for the win. Like 99% dry texturizing spray. Um, yeah. But for my makeup look, I, this was my this was my aesthetic. I said I wanted a very thin black liner. Mm. I wanted a bronze cheek, tons of glow, yeah. so like highlighter everywhere, which Steph somehow managed to achieve while not making me look shiny. Yeah. And yeah, then I wanted so a thin. soft pink lip. I did yeah. eyelash extensions, so there was no lash. Oh, I was going to say, what did you do in your lashes? Because they looked so If you're cold. debating like the the um, like false lashes day on versus getting extensions. I recommend extensions. Mm -hmm. If you're going on a honeymoon or a mini moon right after, mm -hmm. you just, you roll out of bed the entire yeah, week and you you're like, perfect, ready to go. <laughs> like two weeks. The other thing weeks. is like, I, I really think if you get lash extensions and you know how to take care of them, they just look better. Yeah. You can argue it either way, but I always think a lash extension looks better. Um, so that was my vibe, mm -hmm. makeup vibe. Um, what about jewelry? We're getting into the nitty gritty. But <gasps> nitty nitty gritty. Because you had a beautiful strapless dress. Yeah. Also, tell us about your dress. Oh, thank you. It was so pretty. Those like appliques were gorgeous. Thank you. you. So Mirrors Willinger designed um, my dress. I said I looked literally one day. This was the first dress I tried on it at um, Mark Engram Atelier, which uh -huh. I loved the experience there. Yeah. They're like top-notch service and everything. Um, I basically described this vision I had to them, which was a flower bomb of a dress. <laughs> and I basically wanted, I wanted like flowers everywhere. I knew I, I knew that strapless was a good look for me on my body frame. And mm -hmm. I knew that that would be something that I loved. Mm -hmm. um, and they pulled this dress out of, it's actually like, I didn't care about my dress being super new and, like, off mm -hmm. the runway. The dress I chose was actually, I think, like, six or seven years old. Wow. Like, it was from the archives. Oh, my God. Um, and luckily, Mark Ingram was willing to kind of pull it out. Oh. And I tried it on. And Mira creates all of her dresses to order, obviously, as so many designers mm -hmm. do. But what I really loved about Mira Zwillinger, she's one of the – few designers that still actually sews each dress to a bust of your mm. body and basically yeah. like tailors it based on your exact measurements. Yeah. A lot of designers have size ranges and then they tailor it down to you. This dress was actually sewn from the beginning to wow. my body. That's amazing. And that makes was so much of, of a difference, right? Yeah. Like, and like with strapless dresses, they can fall down so much. This yeah. did not move the entire night. Oh my God. It looked amazing. Which was great. Thank you. I was obsessed with it. Yeah. Um, and I, I will say, like, everybody warned me that you you order your dress and then there's, like, months before you get to try it on and yeah. see it again. Yeah. And that that part was torture. And I agree. It was torture. Yeah. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> because in the meantime, you're, like, you know, you're planning your wedding and you're looking at so many blogs of weddings, so many wedding magazines, whatever. Instagram yeah. is a deep, dark hole. And you see... 1,500 dresses that you love right. in that time. And you're like second-guessing yourself. And you're like, is it really as good? You go back to the pictures. You're like, did, yeah. did I really look as good? You're like, yeah. And, you know, you try it on. Your hair's not done exact. Your yeah. makeup's not done exact. You don't have jewelry, all those things. So you mentally freak yourself out. Yeah. So here's my advice. I loved my dress the day of the wedding. Mm -hmm. 
do not torture yourself and look through and be like, oh my God, is the dress still the same? Is it still the same? It is the same. It has not changed. Like it's, <laughs> it's still going to look great. Yeah. So like the mental torture game can really get the best of you. So mm-hmm. leave it. Yeah. Don't even look. Good advice. I like that. And did you love it just as much when you saw it? I loved it more because it fit me. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Um, how involved were you in your wedding planning process? Were you like <laughs> wanting to like sign off on every little thing? Did you not care? Did you want someone else to deal with it? Oh my God. Planning a wedding is, is such a lesson of like patience, patience, <laughs> but also like planning a wedding brought me much closer to my mom. Oh, that's nice. In a really, in a way that I did not expect. I love to hear that. I've always had a great relationship with my mom, but we've never been, like, I, I don't call her every single day to be like, here's my day and here's yeah. what I ate for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and, like, right. the subway car took 10 minutes. It, like, we, I don't share that level of detail. Yeah. When planning a wedding, we got to talk to each other almost every day. Yeah. And it was really nice. That's so nice. Um, did she help a lot with planning? My mom was a saint during the planning process and I feel so lucky I did not have a wedding planner Mm -hmm. my mom filled that role um and she planned and coordinated every single detail of our wedding worked talked to every vendor um I've signed off on almost everything like 99% of things but like she did all, all of oh, the like work, the literally all the work. I that's cannot take so credit lovely. for anything at my wedding. My mom did everything. Oh, that's um, the And, you know, she she planned every single detail. My sisters were both maids of honor. My older sister officiated along oh, with Dave's cool. older brother. So they planned the ceremony. That's so nice. Um, and then I had an insane group of bridesmaids who took care of everything else and my mother-in-law to help too. Yeah. So, like team effort but like my mom gets the mvp award did everything oh that's amazing so nice okay so in the wedding world after you have gotten married people like to say you've officially graduated thank goodness (laughs) i'm done so what is the biggest thing that surprised you about wedding planning for better or for worse and if you had to do one thing differently what would you do Ooh. So what surprised me? I think what surprised me is that a lot of, you get a lot of bad advice or not necessarily bad advice, but advice that isn't right for you. Yeah. Because everybody's unsolicited. That's what we're doing on this podcast every week. I'm giving our two cents. I'm literally spewing it right now. So like feel free to turn me off. But like, I don't know. You just, there's so many opinions and There's so many, like, politics of different things. Yeah. And I would just say, like, what matters most at the end of the day is that you're getting married to someone you love. Yeah. And that the two of you and your immediate families are happy. Yeah. And beyond that, you just kind of have to draw a line somewhere. Yeah. And that's it. that's a good perspective. Yeah. Like, to your point, everyone always has an opinion about weddings. I mean, we do every week on this podcast. (laughs) But, like, because you have graduated as a bride you also are now an expert and like you can share what worked for you you know and what didn't and you have to take, take all that it. with yeah totally to and that's the weird thing it's like you spend this 10 months or however long yeah. you're engaged developing so much expertise in these like minute yeah. details and then in 24 hours 
it no longer matters. Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter that I know how to do a seating chart. It doesn't yeah. matter that... It matters for all the brides that to be I, listening. Yeah, <laughs> that I know how to bustle a dress, maybe at my next friend's wedding. But, yeah. like, you know, you develop all this expertise, and then totally. hopefully I share some good advice, and somebody gets to benefit yeah, from it. Yeah, I think you've had a lot of good advice so far. Um, so if you had to do one thing differently, what would you do, if anything? Uh, hmm. This is like so specific and weird, but I had one thing that I had a vision for something at the wedding and it was not properly interpreted. (laughs) Um, And it had to do with the flowers. Oh, I like, so I had an incredible florist who did an amazing job. Our hoppa was gorgeous. My bouquets were gorgeous, all these things. Mm -hmm. We had one miscommunication around, I had sent her photos of, I had this vision again, like going back to flower bomb, as I said, which I don't know why. I was so obsessed with that idea, but I thought it was the coolest thing ever to have flowers everywhere. Yeah. And I loved the idea of the dance floor feeling like there were just like flowers everywhere and flowers mm-hmm. kind flower of like, dance floor. like raining down over the yeah. dance floor and like so much fun. So I, you know, shared like a mood board and like photos, all those things and thought, thought we were awesome. Walked into my reception the day of and saw two, they looked like jellyfish, like hanging down over the dance floor, like not the vision, not the mood yeah. at all. Yeah. And I, it's like the one moment where you have like that, like panic attack of like, yeah. oh my God, like, yeah, like it's here and it's too late to change it. <laughs> yeah. And I, so I do? literally, I said to her, I was like, I don't think this is exactly what we wanted. Can we thin them out a little bit so they look a little different? She changed it. I knew it was never going to look the way I had intended, mm-hmm. but we just went with it. Yeah. And it's so funny because so many people came up to me after saying how much they loved them. <laughs> look at that. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, uh-huh. Like, yeah, yeah really? <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's good that you spoke up because I feel like people are like. Oh, you have to. They think that they can't because it's too late in the process. When it comes to anything, like we hear that a lot with sort of like makeup and hair trials and yeah. stuff. Or even like how you Look, feel like about your Everybody dad. who works on your wedding is a person. Yes. And like you have, you have to treat them with the utmost respect. They're working so hard for you. Yeah. Showing up for you. Working all day on a Saturday, Friday, whatever mm-hmm. day it is to be there for you. Yeah. But you have to tell them because you're also paying a lot of money for these things. Exactly. And if you're not happy, you're still, you know, you're still like writing that check at the end of the day. Yeah. You're still, you know going to be using that vendor for whatever other things right. happen for your wedding. So just speak up and as long as you say it nicely, yeah. a good vendor takes feedback well. Yeah. I think that's really good advice that people need to hear. So ugh, this was so fun talking about your wedding. Now we're going to get into some questions from real brides. Um, we're going to get to a couple of them. There's a okay. bunch in here, but I'm going to cherry pick just a few of them. Um, okay. Let's see we'll do the first one um and just for the listeners you already know the deal but we source these from secret facebook groups that we're a part of that brides to be are hanging out in and asking each other questions we get them from dms that you send us on instagram from our slack channel so if you're a bride to be you can join our slack channel at bit.ly slash lstv slack And we also have a secret Facebook group, too. So we're going to be posting in both of those places a lot more. If you search Love Stories TV group on Facebook, you can join and we'll we'll add you. Okay, so first question, should I do a bridesmaid proposal? 
I already plan on paying for their dresses and hairstyling for the wedding, but I have personally received the popular bridesmaid proposal box and loved it, so I'm really leaning towards doing it for my own wedding. I'm just at a complete loss on what to get. I would need to be around under the $40 range and easy to be mailed since I won't be able to ask my girls in person. So I love a bridesmaid proposal. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was so much fun to get to surprise my friends. Yeah. And it's so it's so funny because like people have the most insane reactions. Even your best friends who mm-hmm. like like on my end I assumed they thought they would be in the wedding. Like yeah. of course I'm not getting married without them up there. But, like, they were so blown away that I was asking them to be in my wedding. They were like, really? Like, of course. And you're just like, yeah, duh. Like, you've been my best friend for 15 years. Yeah. Like, of course you're standing up there. Um, so what did you do to so I, to them? So, you know, Birchbox, not to put in another shameless plug, but when I was at Birchbox, I worked on this program called Limited Edition that uh-huh. everybody at the office was obsessed with. It's basically these limited edition boxes of beauty products, lifestyle products, at an amazing price. So they actually are around the $40 range, I think like between 35 and 65 Mm -hmm. most times. They might have changed it. Um, And I actually got Birchbox limited edition boxes. And what I did was I told all my friends, I think I asked them around like the holiday time. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, I have like a gift for you guys like here. And then I taped on the inside of the box a little card that said, will you be my bridesmaid? So when they opened the box, They saw that I was asking them. And it was, like, the most fun thing ever to get their reactions. And then they loved the stuff inside. So it was, like, win-win. I second this because my brother just got engaged um, in November of last year. And his fiance did the same exact thing. Ah! She used Birchbox limited edition boxes to to surprise her bridesmaid. And she wrote a little card. And we actually, like, recorded it on For Love Stories TV for our Instagram stories. And she had bridesmaids from, like, all over the country. Some of them, like, their <laughs> loving boyfriends were, like, filming their reactions. <laughs> and it was, like, so cute and genuine. And others, it's she, so like, fun. did it in person. But it's such a good, easy way yeah. to, to, like, do something really special. And if you're not spending the money on a box, even if, like, $40 is out of reach, you want to do something simple, a great card. Like, sending somebody an awesome card with, you know, I love you. I can't imagine the day without you. Will you be in my wedding? Is the nicest thing ever. Yeah. Like, it's so sweet. It's so sweet. Okay. Um, I'm really torn between doing a traditional in-person store registry versus the cool digital platforms we see today. I selfishly want a little bit of both. Any advice? Hmm. So, as much as I would love to forego any in-person registering... If you are somebody who has parents involved in your wedding and parents' friends and family Mm -hmm. involved in the wedding, do as much as you possibly can digitally. But I would advise that you pick at least one traditional retailer to register at. We did the bulk of ours on Zola. So we knew like our friends were going to be, you know, primarily choosing to shop digitally and we knew Zola would be a great fit for that. Yeah. But I could not get married without like a Bloomingdale's registry for my mom and dad and Dave's parents. It's like for the old. It's more old school. (laughs) And like my grandmother and her friends, they want to go to Bloomingdale's. Yes. They want to walk. That's a really good point. They want to walk around and 
even though there's a list of things that you've registered for, they want to see everything and they want to look at it yeah. and pick something out. Exactly. So the registry is not for you. It sounds <laughs> yeah. funny. Like you think it's for you. It's, you know, gifts that people are generously picking out for you, but it's really more for your guests. Yeah. Um, totally. For them to find something that meets their budget, their style, that they think you'll treasure, all those things. So I'm sorry. You have to do both. Yeah. And like, it'll be fun. Like you can do the traditional one. You can like do And like pro tip, like we didn't really go to Bloomingdale's and walk around and, with a scanner gun and scan a bunch of things. We went to Bloomingdale's exactly once. We set it up with their consultant and we left. And then you add everything online. So you can do yeah. everything from your couch anyway. Yeah. Okay. Smart. I like that. Okay. Um, next question. I'm getting married in October and my hair is long. I've been considering cutting it off because it's so dead. It feels like a cheap wig that's oh, no. been in storage <laughs> for years. <laughs> and I can't stand it. But I'm worried it won't look good on me, and I'm worried about hairstyles for the wedding. Should I cut it or no? Okay. Tell us, Dana Ariel. <laughs> <laughs> no, you cannot chop your hair before your wedding. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> I had a crisis, not a crisis, but like in April, my wedding was in June. I texted um, my colorist, Mary Kate, and I was like, I want to go back to my like natural, natural hair color for the wedding. She's been giving me some blonde like balayage highlights yeah. for years now where do you go in new york um i go to eva scrivo salon i'm obsessed okay. with them um and she would not allow me to do it because she was like uh-uh like even if you love it if you hate it like it's gonna take weeks to get it back like you can't do this yeah so at the end of the day i was really glad i didn't make any dramatic changes you absolutely cannot do this Get a trim. Like, if yeah. you need to cut a few inches off so the bottom is clean, like, do that. Don't make any dramatic transformations mm -hmm. until after the wedding. And then you have something to look forward to, like, yeah. two weeks after the wedding. Get a get your dramatic haircut. And also, like, get your trim now. Talk to your hairstylist and come up with, like, a treatment plan so your hair can be really healthy by the mm -hmm. time the wedding comes. But don't – I agree Get an Amica you. mask and you're good to go. Yeah. Oh, that Cure mask. Is so that good. it? It's so good. Oh, another thing. Have you heard of this trend where, like, obviously people change outfits sometimes, like, between their yeah. ceremony, reception, after party. I changed for my after party. Oh, fine. Um, you, did you wear a jumpsuit? Did I imagine? No, you did. <laughs> I wore a really – Cute, like short smocked Love Shack fancy dress with big bows on the sleeves. Yes, I remember which the I bows. Yeah. But there's this trend of people like getting really dramatic haircuts. Yes. After their oh ceremony. My God. So like yes. I don't think you should do it for like don't cut your hair before your pictures. But if you've done all your pictures, like and you want that moment, it depends on how dramatic you are. If you want to walk into that reception with a fresh bob, oh, like that would be amazing. I'm actually I kind of think that's a I'm power move. I think mm -hmm. you should do that. Like, if you really want the cut, take your pictures with your nice, beautiful long hair and then chop it and walk in and, like, Make dance. Make a statement. Yeah. I love it. Oh, so good. Okay. Next question. You'll be good at answering this one. Need some non-biased advice here. Long or short engagement? Got engaged a week ago. We're going to do a winter wedding and trying to decide if we just floor it and try to get married in, like, six months or hold off for 18 months. I'm crazy enough and a planning type A person, so I'm considering the six-month option. But am I being too impatient? Ooh. I'm all for a short engagement, but level set your expectations. If you have a short engagement, 
you're not going to have the time to do, like if you're talking six months, like four months, mm-hmm. you're not going to have the time to do every single thing that you probably would do if you had mm-hmm. a year. Yeah. So just accept that and roll with it. And do the short engagement. It's so much fun. Like you get it done. Yeah. Everything will be amazing. It'll be the best day of your life. But don't expect that you're going to have like four months to decide on flowers. Yeah. And if you're like, it's also just thinking about your priorities. If you've like been dead set on a venue for like the past 10 years or like since you were a little girl, like you have to understand that you might not be able to get it that weekend because of the shorter timeline. Or actually like one thing we ran into with our timeline was once we fell in love with our venue, they didn't have any Saturdays available. Yeah. So we decided we were going to have our wedding on Friday. Yeah. And we were fine with that. We knew, like, we knew that, yes, that would be tough for some people, but we were also okay if people who weren't super close to us said no to coming. Yeah. So, like, that was fine. Totally. Yeah. That's good. Okay. I have a personal question for you. Okay. I want you to walk me through your, like, beauty routine. Like, your wedding beauty. Okay. Like, for hair, skin, <sighs> everything you did, if you did anything differently, okay. like, previously, or were you yeah. like, I'm on, like, a wedding oh, regimen? Oh, no, I had regimens Yeah, for tell us. Okay, so... And when did it start? I'm going to start with Inside Out, because I think inner beauty yes. starts with the way you kind of treat your body and the 100%. way, you know, yeah. you feed yourself and fuel yourself and all of those things. So, I started following the F-Factor diet starting in, I think... One day, October. Yeah. Uh, like before my wedding, so I saw you post about that on. I did do an article about it. On, <laughs> oh, yeah. um, I did an article about it for something Navy, but I, I did not have a million pounds to lose, but I didn't feel that great, and I wanted to eat in a way that I would feel really amazing leading yeah. up to my wedding. So, um, I started following the F factor. And how did you decide on that program? Well, Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> I fell in love on Instagram with um, their founder, Tanya Zuckerbrot. Yeah. I like started following her, became obsessed with her thought. She's been doing this for like years. She's been doing too. it for years, totally mm-hmm. self-made, hustler. Um, and I liked that she used science to back up her method. So I loved that anytime she talked about why, you know, why you should eat this or that, there was always a published journal study. There was always some yeah. sort of scientific evidence. She's a registered dietitian, so she's mm-hmm. done clinical study. She has spent time working medically in a hospital, all those things. Um, anyway, so I loved that. I am still following it today, more or less. I yeah. just, like, love it. I love the way I feel when I eat that way. And what is, like, the – if you to just nail it down to, like, what is the core of the program? Um, the core is you eat – fiber and protein at every single meal mm-hmm. and it's not it's not necessarily like a low carb diet but you focus in on carbs that are high in fiber mm-hmm. and um like low net carbs yeah so you're eating carbs so like all the time but like you're really eating a lot of vegetables whole mm-hmm. grains lean proteins and you feel really great cool so that was that mm-hmm. um I did a lot of skincare leading up to the wedding. I did a monthly facial at Heyday, which mm-hmm. I love Heyday. They have great packages. Mm-hmm. If you also, like, I think make a great gift for anybody in your life who's newly engaged, like, get them a facial. That's so yeah, nice. It is it's, really like, the nice. best feeling. Um, so I did facials every month, and leading up to the wedding, the last, like, month, every – or I guess the last two months leading up to the wedding, every two weeks I was getting – a peel 
and infrared light. Ooh, yes. Like, or not infrared, LED light. Yeah. LED light on my uh-huh. face at heyday. And that was like a magic combo. My skin felt so amazing. Yeah. And then I did something called Aqua Gold at a place called Jack to MIC that What's my that? friend Gabby started. So she created this incredible place where you can walk in and get medical grade aesthetics um, in a really convenient way. So you can book online really easily. Um, and they have a great little shop in the West Village. Um, and she introduced me to this treatment called Aqua Gold, which is basically like, <laughs> it sounds crazy, but Kim Kardashian did it before the Met Gala one year, and it yeah. like became all the rage, and different derms are focused on it. But it's basically this like mini cocktail of hyaluronic acid. They can put like Botox in it if you want Botox. They can Whoa. put all of these different um like great for your skin ingredients that really plump it up and then it's these really fine needles and they basically stamp it all across your face whoa and then you glow for weeks and weeks after is it like micro needling kind of or no (sighs) i wish i knew i think it's more like i think what they use is really tiny needles and but it but it's such micro dosing of the ingredients inside that, I'm intrigued. Yeah. I want it's it. Like, it's really the best. <laughs> I highly recommend. So that they have that at Jacked. It's called Aqua Gold. Um, I did a medical grade chemical peel with them as well, which I loved. Wow. And like lots of masking. Yeah. And then this is another thing a lot of brides have been doing, and I did it too. I didn't wear makeup for two weeks before my wedding. Ooh, good tip. So to let your skin like I just wanted my skin to breathe. I didn't want to risk anything irritating it. I don't wear tons of makeup to begin with, but I loved two things. One, I loved the idea that my skin would totally breathe. Yeah. You know, I could I was focused on wearing heavy skincare all day because I wasn't putting makeup on. So I was like, oh sure, I'll slather on more moisturizer at 4 p.m. Don't care. And then two, when I finally put on makeup again at a rehearsal dinner, I was like, oh, you look good. Like, (laughs) it's almost like you get used to seeing yourself with nothing on. And then you put it all on and you're like, oh, damn. And your skin has been, like, prepped for two weeks. So it's, like, so plump. I want to do it now. Like, just not wear makeup for a while and then be like, oh, I'm back. I got makeup on. Yeah. I like doing a, like, one day off week. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. But, yeah, that's a good tip. So I did that. Did you do any, like, self-tanning? or? Oh, any? yeah. So Tell us about that because that is, like, ugh, people have so many questions about that. <laughs> like, when do you do it? Like, what? tell us your okay, self-tanning I'm, journey. I'm a self-proclaimed tanning guru. I don't go in the sun. I had melanoma years ago, so mm. I will not go anywhere near sun. I'm covered head to toe anytime I'm outside at the beach um, or under an umbrella. That being said... If you look at me now, Juliet, I'm not that pasty. So I'm a big, <laughs> I'm a big proponent of self tanning. And for my wedding, I knew I wanted a spray tan. So mm-hmm. I went to a place in um, Soho called Brazil Bronze that I've gone to for I years. Love that place. Love I've gone too. for like every wedding I've been in. It's like a little shady. Yeah. Like there's stickers on the wall that advertise like vajazzling and like fun <laughs> things like that. We can ignore that. We'll ignore it. <laughs> we'll choose to ignore it, but. Um, they're pros and they're actually really good at what they do. So I've gone there for years, so I knew I trusted it. My advice to anybody who's never done a tan, it'll, it sounds obvious and you've probably heard it, but like two months before your wedding, go and test that out. Yeah. Like go a time when there's no pressure, you don't Mm -hmm. have to look good for anything, or maybe like 
Well, I was going to say, like, a bridal shower is a good time to test it. But, yeah. like, I don't know. If you feel like that's too high risk and it's going to stress you out, don't even totally, do that. Yeah. And then tell them you're getting married. Say, mm-hmm. I'm getting married and I need you to be extra careful. And they will treat you like royalty. Yeah. Like, they were so nice. They, like, talked to me multiple times about the shade I wanted, the color I wanted, and my sure I want that. Mm-hmm. Um, and my wedding was on a Friday. I got my tan on Wednesday okay. because I knew I wanted to wash it off Thursday morning. So I was tan for my rehearsal dinner Thursday and then mm-hmm. it was fine by Friday. Yeah. Okay. Great advice. Yay. I can't believe we're at the end of the episode. Woo-woo. I feel like I could just talk to you for like another hour. I know. Should we do a Facebook Live later? We should do a Facebook Live. We'll do a hair tutorial. Let's do a hair tutorial. Do an unboxing. Oh my God. That would be so fun. <laughs> just like old times. Thank you for coming on the podcast, Dana. Thank you for having this me. This was so great. And I'm so happy we got to catch up too. This is like Same so Z's. fun. Okay. So where can people find you on Instagram? So on you can and find me at, at Dana Ariel, A-R-I-E-L. Um, and if you want really cool lifestyle, fashion, beauty tips, definitely follow Something Navy. Yes. It's at Something Navy. Follow Ariel at Ariel Charnas. And visit our website. It's somethingnavy.com. Um, we're all writing different articles there all the time. Great. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Reminder to everyone listening out there, if you have a question you want answered on an upcoming episode, you can email it to questions at lovestoriestv.com. You can DM us on Instagram at lovestoriestv or ask it in our Slack group for brides-to-be and wedding pros, which you can join by going to bit.ly slash Slack. And if you have feedback about one of our answers, we definitely want to hear from you. You can share your thoughts and feelings on those same channels. Don't forget to subscribe to Love Stories Radio and leave us a review on iTunes. We love when people say nice things about us. And also, it helps other wedding lovers out there, like you, discover our show. And last but not least, are you a wedding pro? Email loveclub at lovestoriestv.com to get more info about how you can join our partner program, The Love Club. We help wedding pros build their brands and connect with a pipeline of customers on lovestoriestv.com and on our marketing channels, leveraging both the real wedding videos that feature their work and original content. So that's it. We'll see you back here next week. Bye.